This is the Eat.News podcast, powered by Back of House, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we're talking about the Omicron variant and its possible implications for the restaurant industry, new unionization developments at Starbucks, and a crucial condiment shortage. It's Thursday, December 16th. I'm Claudia Sarek. In today's top story, we discuss the Omicron variant and how it could impact the restaurant industry. For more details, we go to back-of-house reporter Grace Dickinson. Hi, Grace. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Claudia. Happy to be here. So what's the latest with the Omicron variant? From what I'm understanding, there's still a lot that we don't know about yet. Yeah, so that's correct. Omicron is the latest strain of the coronavirus to be designated what's called a variant of concern. This follows suit with Delta. And just like Delta, it's spreading fast. The first cases were officially identified in Southern Africa. This was back in November. And now, less than a month later, it's since been detected in nearly 60 countries and more than two dozen states here in the U.S. Wow, that's a lot. So does it spread more easily than other variants then? Yeah, that's something scientists are still trying to determine. But early research indicates it may spread twice as fast as Delta. It's still too early to determine whether this will prove to be more dangerous, but the preliminary research is encouraging that it may not lead to more severe illness. Likely, though, the World Health Organization predicts it'll be up to several weeks until we truly have a better understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I was seeing as well. So what do we know about the vaccines then in Omicron at this point? Do they protect against the new variant? Do we know? Yeah, so like with other variants, vaccines are expected to protect against severe illness. But breakthrough infections are also expected. A new real-world study out of South Africa indicates that two doses of the Pfizer vaccine may provide up to 70% protection against severe disease, but it's expected that with three doses, you might have even better protection. Mm -hmm. The CDC is currently strongly encouraging everyone 16 and older to get a booster, but at the same time, Moderna and Pfizer are both working on new vaccines to target Omicron specifically in the event that research shows another dose is needed. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So I think obviously people are concerned. And now, especially as we head into winter, the data that I'm seeing at least is showing that COVID rates are starting to spike nationwide. So what are some of the predicted implications that Omicron might have on our industry? Yeah, exactly. So that's a good question. And again, it's a little too early to predict. But if we look at what happened with Delta, we might find some answers. Six in 10 adults said Delta caused them to change their restaurant habits, according to a survey by the National Restaurant Association. Mm -hmm. And this means it pushed some people to cancel plans. Others moved outdoors. And some completely stopped going to restaurants altogether. Now, many are wondering, is Omicron going to have the same effect? Okay, that makes sense. So have there been any new federal restrictions placed on restaurants because of Omicron? So far, no. But New York City's mayor did cite the variant as playing a role in the city's vaccine mandate expansion, and this now requires all private sector workers to get vaccinated. And as cases continue to spike, we're likely to see restaurants on an individual basis amp up their safety measures. This could mean requiring proof of vaccination or instilling some more masking mandates. And some cities like Philadelphia are now joining those like L.A. and New Orleans, where proof of vaccination was already required in places to eat indoors. Mm Mm-hmm. Many restaurants are basically doing everything they can to make people feel more confident. But the bottom line here is if guests aren't confident they can dine out safely, it's going to affect restaurants. And given the past year, with as much as the industry has suffered, even a small decline in guests is going to hurt. Yeah. Well, let's hope we don't see that. So thank you so much for joining us, Grace. Thanks, Claudia.
Now, moving on to yet another area of concern, inflation. Last month, inflation hit its highest annual rate in nearly 40 years, climbing to an average of 6.8%. The brunt of the blame is on the pandemic recession, causing a wave of labor and supply shortages. Menu prices, as a result, are also the highest they've been in decades. The U.S. Bureau of Labor and Statistics lists the Food Away From Home Index up 5.8 percent, limited service restaurant prices rising 7.9 percent, and full service meals up 6 percent, all this year alone. Speaking of inflation, a new poll shows that many restaurants are facing trouble if they're not bailed out soon. The Independent Restaurant Coalition's latest poll found that 86% of restaurant and bar owners say they might close up shop without a restaurant relief fund grant. There's also another issue with loans. The one in five restaurant owners who say their credit scores fell below 570 during the pandemic aren't eligible for loans from the Small Business Administration programs. As labor and food costs soar, debt piles up for many operators. We discussed the looming Starbucks unionization vote last week, and indeed, employees at a Starbucks location in Buffalo voted 19-8 to to form a union. That's a first at a U.S. location of the giant coffee chain. Workers at another Buffalo-area store voted not to unionize, while a third location awaits results from its vote as lawyers for both the corporation and the organizing committee Starbucks Worker United challenge the ballots. Moving to labor issues across the pond, a new EU bill would essentially deem drivers and delivery workers for Uber, Amazon, and other gig companies as employees. If these workers gain status as employees, companies would have to cover more of their benefits. Said the European Commission's vice president, with more and more jobs created by digital labor platforms, we need to ensure decent working conditions for all of those deriving their income from such work. More on the delivery front. Philly City Council just approved major changes regarding the service fees charged by food delivery companies. Like many major cities, Philadelphia had capped fees at 15 percent to help restaurants during the pandemic slowdown. The new bill would keep that same cap in place, but allow restaurants to opt in to higher fee to receive additional perks and services from the third-party giants like Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. The plan was approved 16 to 1, with the one, a councilman who contended that permanently restricting what a business can charge its customers appears to be an unnecessary and potentially illegal overreach of municipal government. A recent Deloitte survey of 1,000 individuals on a range of restaurant technologies indicates that more and more consumers are growing comfortable with, and even welcoming, more technology and automation in their restaurant experience. For example, 64% stated they would prefer ordering digitally inside of a restaurant. 81% said that they would be comfortable ordering at a voice-automated drive-through. And 80% plan to order food from a ghost kitchen in the next year. As restaurant technology continues to accelerate, it doesn't look like consumer preferences will be slowing things down. The latest supply chain issue to catch attention is hitting New York City particularly hard, as a cream cheese shortage is creating issues for many of the city's iconic bagel shops. Problems from short supply to increased costs to fearful consumers attempting to stock up are complicating morning schmears everywhere. And we all know butter just isn't quite the same. That's all for this week's News Roundup, but before we go, we wanted to share a quick programming note. The Eat.News podcast is taking a two-week holiday break. 
The Back of House team who makes this podcast possible greatly appreciates your listenership. And we want to wish you and your teams and families a very happy holidays. We'll see you again in 2022. Bye-bye.